Our scripture reading this morning is found in Psalm 95. And our sermon today is entitled, Christ in the Psalms, Entering into Rest. This is the Lord's word. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and the great King above all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth. The heights of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands form the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the sheep of his hand. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as at Meribah, as on the day of Massah in the wilderness, when your fathers put me to the test and put me to the proof, though they had seen my work. For 40 years I loathed that generation and said, they are a people who go astray in their heart, and they have not known my ways. Therefore I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. May the Lord bless us in the reading of his word. Children are now dismissed for Children's Church. Welcome once again to our service, brothers and sisters in Christ. Take a look around and say hello to each other once again. Hello to those who are joining us online as well. We continue our series on Christ in the Psalms. And in this Psalm, Psalm 95, we see two distinct voices in this psalm. The first half is something that we're all akin to. We just read it this morning as well. There are songs or praise songs that come from this as well. It's a command for us to worship God. A command for us to make a joyful noise unto Him. It's a command to us to be thankful for all that he has done. Our duty is to turn our eyes upon God and to see his grace and his mercy that is poured out to us. We as God's people, we come before him not with a slack heart. We come before him not begrudgingly, but we become before the Lord making a joyful noise unto him. This is a command, brothers and sisters, for all of us. As we enter into his house. And this is a command for you and I as we enter into his presence. That we ask the Lord... to hear our hearts and to hear the joy that we have in Him. That's the first half. And that's not the half that I actually really want to focus on upon now. It's the second half of this psalm, in Psalm 95, that acts like a foil to that understanding. 
when we are told to be joyful in the Lord, when we are told to come to Him and worship joyfully in Him. The psalmist looks at the other side of the coin and issues a warning to the people of God. And this warning is a warning that is needed to wound in order to bring true healing to God's people. And this warning is issued in the midst of worshiping to the Lord. And so even as we here in God's presence are worshiping God with joy and are worshiping God with thanksgiving, all of us, every single one of us, must heed the voice to guard our hearts before the Lord himself. Listen again. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. As at Meribah, as on the day of Massa in the wilderness. Today, if you hear the voice of God, you have, in a sense, a choice. Then when you hear God's voice and you hear God's commands to love Him, you have a choice to follow and obey, or you have a choice to turn and walk away. When you hear the voice of salvation that God has come to save, you have a choice to turn towards Him with joy or turn away from Him with hardness of heart. You see, in Revelation, the, the way the writer John puts it is that you should not be like the church at Laodicea, a church that is lukewarm. A, a people of God who, who come just for the sake of coming. A church that's able to sort of spout the theologies and the knowledge of who God is, but without able to sing songs and sing songs of praise to the Lord. God would rather you be either hot and in the grace of God be able to sing joy to the Lord or to be cold that you may turn and repent. And this psalm encapsulates all of that. That our duty before the Lord, all of us, is to examine our hearts and to ask God to restore joy to us. Verse 10 and 11 are a warning. It's a warning to the church. It's a warning to all of us. There is a generation that wandered in the desert had gone astray 
They had seen the glory of God when they were in Egypt. They saw the plagues. They saw as they crossed the Red Sea, the, the, the sea part for them as they crossed. They saw the seas cover the Egyptians as they, as they pursued them. They, see, they saw the provision of God day by day. But simply living in the midst of God's grace is not enough. For God judged them because their hearts were not joyful in Lord. Their hearts did not know God. Only the deliverance that they received from the Egyptians. So for 40 years they wandered. For 40 years they went astray. And for 40 years they did not, that generation did not receive the promise of seeing the land. They did not enter into the rest of God. This is a sober reminder to all of us here in the church. That coming to church and coming to the Lord is no trivial matter. That being in relationship with our God is not an elective in our lives. But we are dealing with eternal consequences and an eternal relationship to either know God forever and ever in joy or to walk away. Hebrews chapter 3 and chapter 4 basically quotes this section as a warning to the people of God in the same matter that those of us who confess they know Jesus Christ himself, that if those words of faith are not carried by our works and carried by the affections of our hearts, our faith is dead. That our faith and our trust, our mental assent to know the gospel must be followed by our heart's desire to stay close to the Lord, to follow the Lord, to submit to the Lord, and in so doing, find joy in that submission and in that grace. There is a rest that is promised to God's people. And this rest is the rest of eternity with the Lord. And it's that rest that enables us to labor hard and labor well for the gospel of Christ. This psalm is a psalm about faith and works. Yes, it is only by faith that you are saved. 
But faith without works is not real faith at all. It is about knowing that the primary fruit that needs to come out of our hearts is the heart of worship to God. That a philosophical or mental understanding is never enough. But it's the change in our affections that allows us to sing and to sing loudly to God. And Jesus calls us, come to me, all you are weary and heavy laden, and I shall give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, for my, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Worshiping God does not mean that your life is free from the difficulties of this world. Life in Jesus means that your joy is found in carrying his burdens rather than your own. The people that God has given you to love you must love not with your own burden, but with God's burden. That will free you from expectations of, of, of your, your relationship. What is God's burden for this person that I love? God, make that my burden. It's the burden that you have perhaps at your workplace. God, what is the burden you have here? Make that my burden. God, my life in this world, what's the burden you have for me in my life that you are carrying? Let that be the burden I carry. For there I find life. God wants you to worship Him. God wants you to sing joyful songs to Him. And we do so not with our own strength again, brothers and sisters, right? We do so by faith in Christ, knowing that it is Christ who has not only taken our sins, but Christ who, who gives us a holy burden unto Him. It is not so much that we ask God to carry our, our burdens as we ask God, God, give us holy burdens to follow you. Turn our perspective on every, every sort of challenge we have in our lives into one that is about you and your grace and glory. And in, do so, in doing so, God allows us and gives us the power to walk and to know that in this world, we will get glimpses of rest, but in the world to come, we will enter into eternal rest with Him. So, brothers and sisters, come. Let's sing to the Lord. Come. Let's make a joyful noise unto Him.
Don't harden your hearts. But follow him. And allow his joy be your joy. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love and your grace in all things. And we ask of you, Lord God, to help us to enter into your rest. Lord, we've been looking for rest in, in every single place. But rest, according to the world, Lord, does not lead us to praise. But Lord, we know that finding rest in you, trusting in you, well, that leads to our lips to sing songs to you. That leads to our hearts to want to write poetry to you. That leads to us being at times just speechless and in awe of you. Lord, we know that in Christ that you have made us new. And so, Lord, as you are clinging to us, help us, Lord, to see that we too can cling to you and depend upon you. So we thank you for your grace and your mercy. And we thank you for your love. In his name we pray. Amen.